welcome to the Set Yourself Free podcast. Real stories of those who went from feeling like they would never make it in the online space to creating way more money and freedom. I'm your host, Carrie Beach, owner of Set Yourself Free. I'm a coach that helps female entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses through self-trust and confidence. I deeply desire more humans out in the world being of service. This season on the podcast, we are going deep into what it takes to build an income and an impact that you are proud of. And season six is through the lens of the male brain. Up until this point, it's been all females. So this is super different and super exciting to me. This conversation is unlike any other. We're gonna give you the tips, the tools, a whole lot of permission to do life and business your way. So come join us for season six of the show where we'll talk all things you need to know to grow your own profitable online business. Uh, Hey guys, my name is Kyle Stanley. I am the host of the Fearless Investor podcast and I run an Airbnb business and an Airbnb education business all done from online and I'm excited to talk to you about my journey today. Okay, so let's dive into some of the other topics such as that, like attaching your worth to Mm. what you're making or finding your identity in your business. I'm curious to hear how that's shown up over the years and in your different businesses. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll just be honest. I I really feel like that's something that for entrepreneurs, we're always going to struggle with, right? Mm -hmm. I still feel like I attach a lot of my self-worth to that. I try not to, but when literally it feels like your waking hours for 10 years are trying to prove to yourself and to others that you can be your own boss and not have to punch a time card. And then for 10 years, you just like literally are failing and failing and failing and trying new things. And like, that's where I was. I was, I tried five, six different things until I found real estate and Airbnb And then that was, for me, just, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. It was affecting relationships. And that's that's romantically or non-romantically. I mean, we're talking friends or girlfriends. It was affecting relationships with family members because I just always kind of felt to myself like I wasn't giving the best version of myself to everyone. And that is really just like imposter syndrome, right? Like you're just looking in the mirror and really you're the only one that truly is seeing yourself that way when all the people in front of you don't care how much money you're making or how successful you are. They just want you to be present. So today, like I will say I'm a much more present person, but I can't promise you that if all my income went away tomorrow, that I wouldn't default back to that. Like that's, and that's the thing is like, you know, you just wonder about that, but I would struggle with it on a daily basis, especially being a person of faith. Like I really don't want my identity tied with my success, but it really is something that like when you just put so much time into it and you don't feel like you're successful, then the default is to just feel like you're not worth anything to the people around you. And so, yeah, if you ever find out the secret to to not feeling that way, I'd love to hear it. (laughs) I mean, I think there is no secret about anything, right? Is what I preach all the time. You know, I watched something the other day I don't know where it was, but I thought it was so helpful. So one of my big things, because I have struggled with this so much as well, and I think you're very right in that most entrepreneurs do. And if they say they don't, like, I don't know if I actually believe them, 
But sure. it's really embracing where we are and celebrating what we do have versus like where we want to be or how we're not far enough along yet or those kinds of things is how I've had to shift some of this because there's never an end to entrepreneurship right? Like we always want more, like, especially if you're a very driven person, you're like, I could help more people. I could do this. And so I was watching something and it was basically saying like, welcome to entrepreneurship. Like this is the game. And you know, kind of the way to stop is to take stock of, you know, your present moment. It's, it's all the things about presence, but it's never a quick fix of like, oh, I'm suddenly not going to find my identity in these things. Like we love what we do. And so it is hard to not take that on. Of course, we can find our identity as a human outside of that, but it gets messy when it's your own business. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier, which was like the, the why, I think that's why the why is also so important because if your why truly is, you know, just to default to, you know, like my why, which is to be for my future family, a present father, because my dad, while he was able to give our family vacations and an amazing lifestyle and no college debt. And, you know, my first car was paid for. And like, I'm very blessed with that. I don't feel like he was always present. I feel like his mind was always in different places if he was there or if he wasn't there, it was because of work. And so for me, I want to be able to give to my family, but also be there for my family. And so if I remember that, then if I'm sitting at the dinner table texting while I'm in front of my eventual wife and two kids, then what, what has it always been? What, what have I been doing? Like, what's been the point? Yep. Because, and so that's where I think knowing that reason is going to drive you back to, yes, I love what I do. Yes, it more than enough is providing for me and whoever else is going to come into my life. But if that money and that business is not providing what the original why was, then what was the point? Yeah. Well, and for me, this always comes back to ensuring that I'm in like my mindset practices and my mindfulness ways. Like, is the easiest way to shift back into being present because we all, especially in the world we live in, like there's a bazillion distractions all the time. Mm -hmm. Like people aren't very present in general. Mm -hmm. And at least I rely on practices to bring me back to that and to center me so that I can be really present, whether it's recording a podcast or on a coaching call. Like I want to bring my most present self and left to my own devices, my brain is just going to be a brain and I have to train it to like be present. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, like doing the whole Gary Vee thing, like Gary Vee talks about like, oh, you, you need to be on your phone all the time. And, and here's the difference is that like, I think it's building a business around what you want your lifestyle to look like. Yes. And while a Gary V wants to be like the top dog and own the New York Jets and eventually take over the world, like, yeah, that takes someone who's going to have to literally have to always be mine on the future, mine on the future. But that's not what I want my lifestyle to look like. I want my lifestyle to be present. I want to impact those that are around me and in front of me. I want to be able to provide more value to all the people that come into my life. And now I feel like because of where you know my lifestyle is at and because of the business I've been able to build that has given me the lifestyle that I want, I now finally have that opportunity to be face to face with someone and say, you know what, I can put my phone away because I'm not anxious about like, oh, am I missing a deal? Am I missing this? Am I missing that? But am I missing time with this person right in front of me now is is more of the motivating factor. And that's that's where 
I think you have to design that business around what is going to make you happy. I've got a business partner who like, he hates being idle. He, he hates knowing that like, oh my gosh, there's an hour of the day that hasn't already been filled with work because he has high anxiety and he has a lot of these things that like, if he's not doing something, he really feels truly from the, the inner depths of him that he is like worthless. And so like, he's never going to be happy by building a business that gives him a bunch of time freedom because he's going to feel like he's not accomplishing things. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that he has to build that business the way that he wants his lifestyle to be. And that's just much different from mine. Yeah. And that is such an important overarching theme always, right? Like build the business that you want, not the one you think you should want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is like, you know, we spend so much time especially entrepreneurs, we're all competitive, right? Like the majority of us at least are competitive. And so we look at someone in our industry and we're like, oh my gosh, they're doing more than me. I thought I was a top dog now. Like, but then you stop and you're like, wait, does that really matter? Because is that like the overarching goal of my business is to be the best or is it to be present and free and be able to take trips whenever I want, be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. So you, again, it just always goes down to what's your goal. Yes, exactly. Exactly mm-hmm. that. So talk to us about a time or maybe more than once when you invested in yourself or your business and maybe you didn't get the results that you were seeking. I mean, really every business <laughs> leading up to when I was 32 <laughs> years old. So when I started my first business and then I went into the multi-level marketing and then I started another business and then I went into a sales job. I mean, there was just so many different times where it was like I invested, but I think it was the wrong type of investment. I'll give you an example. The very first business I started, I invested in a franchise and that franchise provided no training. It It just basically provided a product and a way of which you could use that product to help other people. And then they just took a cut every time you made a sale. And there was no like continued education. There was no training. There was no mentorship. There was no like, hey, here's how you build a business. And so it was the wrong type of investment. So today, like people come to me all the time and they're like, hey, I've saved up $30,000. Like I want to go buy a a house or, you know, get my first rental or I want to put it into stocks and yada, yada. And I'm like, all right. So you put that $30,000 into something and you want to be passive because you have a full-time job. So what are you going to get? You're going to get an 8% return at best. Like that's probably the best. Why not take that $30,000 and cut in half, say $15,000 and go invest in a mastermind, go invest in developing a new skill, go invest in a course or a couple courses on marketing, on business, on you know, social media and turn that $15,000 now into an 100% ROI in year one and make yourself another 15,000. And then year two, it's a 200% return. You make another 30,000 and like that money can, can just exponentially grow. And I wish that I would have been shown that earlier on why investing in myself mattered way more than investing in anything else. Yeah. It's such a good point. I, and I still have to like catch myself in old tendencies with this, you know, of like money mindset and how to invest and all those things. Because sometimes, you know, once you've built your business to a certain point, it's like, we can be really guilty of just investing, investing, investing. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but 
I think it's so important to remember that like we are our best asset. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever done an exercise like this, but I was at a like retreat program thing where he's like big on money mindset stuff. And he had us pull out a piece of paper and we were like tallying up assets. But the last piece was like your potential earning capacity for the year. And he was like, most people don't talk about this, right? It's just physical assets. Like what do you own in real estate? What's in your bank account? All these things. And, but that's the place that we're neglecting. Like exactly what you said, if you take that 15 grand and invest it into your mindset and your beliefs and all of those things, like maybe you would walk around, you know, the next year and you suddenly had a hundred K business where you only had a 60 K business the year before. But like, we kind of forget that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny because when I finally understood that concept, I would say it was right around like 28, 29 years old. I really finally understood that concept of investing in yourself. Then it was like, anytime I had an opportunity to invest in something that I knew would either grow my mindset or grow my income, it was like a no brainer. And, and that's just not something, you know, it's so funny, right? And it's, it's the opposite of what we even realize we're doing. We, we pay, you know, we, we get a hundred thousand dollars of debt to go to college yes. for what reason. And then we're asked like, Hey, how would you like to build a six figure business? And all you have to do is buy this thousand dollar course. And we're like, Ooh, thousand dollars, man. I didn't know it was gonna be that much. <laughs> you know, you're like, wait, what? You, you're paying like $200 a month for the rest of your life in student loans. And you don't want to pay a thousand dollars for something that could get you out of those student loans like that. If you even wanted to pay them. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, that was like, the big aha. And so like I've invested as much as $30,000 since that in one thing, like, and then I've done thousand dollar course and I've done $15,000 masterminds. And like, I surround myself around those people as well. I know a guy who just invested $35,000 in the mastermind as well. And it's like, you know, you, you get around those types of people who just want to grow their mindset and you get new ideas all the time. Then I'm just like, man, I can't imagine just like, working at a job and putting away $10,000 a year into stocks when all I really want to do now is like put every dollar into knowledge so that I can make that $10,000 into $100,000. Like I think people just need to get a grasp of that and it would change their world. Yeah. And I think that's such a good perspective to remember because it can be a sticker shock when you're like, oh, I'm going to invest 20 grand into a mastermind. What? But when you do put it in the perspective of college, it's like a no brainer if you ask me too, because think about the actual tangible life business skills you learned in college. I don't feel like I learned a whole lot. Like, let's be real. Sorry, parents. But there's a few classes here and there that were great. But honestly, like economics class in high school is what I benefit benefited from the most, I feel like. And that was forever ago. But like when you can find people in business that are going to help you, that's priceless. I mean, I'm just huge on ROI. And when I say ROI, I just want to know, because I'm a numbers person. If I do X, then Y should happen or Y exponential could happen. And to me, like I look back at college and I got, it was $30,000 a year and I got a a $19,500 job right out of college as a sports anchor. And I saw people in the industry that have been in there for 10 years that were only making as much as 60 to $70,000. So now you're talking about like, literally I'm getting, if I'm making $20,000 in year one and I've spent 
$120,000 in four years, what is that? 20 divided by 120 once out of six, that's like a 15, 20% ROI. Like that's really not good when we talk about building a business versus I went and took a $30 course on Airbnb. It cost me $30 in May of 2019. And now today this business pays me over $200,000 per year. And it only took 18 months. Now that is an ROI that I want to be a part of. So when you put these things in these in this perspective, and I think you have to have that entrepreneurial like mindset in order to get there. And if you don't, then you need to work on your mindset. You need to read books like Rich Dad Poor Dad. You need to read Four Hour Work Week. You need to read these books that make you realize that money isn't that tough to get. It's just about getting your mindset around the way in which you can get money, so that you can now live the lifestyle that you want. But long story short, I think that's the biggest thing is that we just don't understand to think about things in an ROI perspective. We think more off of emotion and that ends up hurting us. Yeah, it's so true. You know, and I think honestly, and this is like so stereotypical, but I think guys are a little bit better at this. Like females attach so much more emotion to it versus I think guys just naturally have a little bit more business mindset and can take the emotions out of making a deal or, you know, having things be business. But I think we can benefit from that too at times because the truth is like, you have to be the CEO of your business. And if you allow your emotions to run your business, you're probably not going to have a very profitable business. Well, and in that case, I just say partner with someone that is better at that or hire a mentor that can keep you in line on those things. Because like, to me, if you have a tough time with making statistically sound decisions and you're really good at making emotional decisions, I'm gonna use the word good, then you need to have someone that is either a mentor or in the business with you that says, wait, wait, wait a second. Okay, I know that you love ice cream, but do we really wanna go start an ice cream stand? Maybe we want to instead invest in someone who wants to go start an ice cream stand and has a business plan of which they're going to blow this thing up and they'll be able to make us X amount of dollars by being an investor. You know, like there's different ways. I think that you have to be able to be around people that show you different ways of looking at things so that you can get out of just the emotional side of it and into like what makes the most sense for the lifestyle that I want. Absolutely. And along those lines with the ice cream example or keeping in check, How do you feel like you were able to keep yourself on track when you were kind of chasing shiny objects or they were tempting or maybe they still are? Yeah, that was always something I had a tough time with. I always had like one leg in, one leg out in two different things. And I don't, I mean, honestly, Carrie, I look back on that and I say like, I shouldn't have done that and I shouldn't have, you know, I should have just focused on one thing, but you know, it's, it's, kind of like a relationship, right? Like if you're dating someone and you are just like looking at every other person that's walking in the room, maybe you're not with the right person. Maybe, maybe you need to kind of look at that and say like, Hey, this is kind of a sign. Like if this person was the person I'm supposed to be with, wouldn't I be just like mainly focused on them? And so for me, it was like that with all those other businesses. Like I got in, I was really excited. And then this other thing comes up and I'm like, Oh, that sounds good too. And so then I would put, you know, 50, 50 work into it. And then I started realizing, Oh, I like this thing better. So now I'm putting more like 80, 20 of the work into it. Meanwhile, the other business is now failing. And so it was really when real estate came along that I was happy that I had tried all these different things because 
they really fine-tuned all these skills that allowed me to say this this is like the i've been i've been in the minor leagues like all these coaches and all these things have been like preparing me for this moment this is my like step up to the plate for the major leagues this is my opportunity and so when i saw that with real estate and then airbnb mixed in with that it was just kind of like you can't you can't put a shiny object in my way anymore like people will talk to me about other things i get hit up all the time on instagram are you interested nope not even not even a little bit and it's because i just know that like this is the thing just like if you end up meeting quote unquote the one you're just not going to look at other people and so i think if you're getting shiny object syndrome you're either needing to like, again, have a mentor slap you in the face, or you need to look at it and say, maybe I'm just not in the right thing. Mm. I love that. And it, it is true. And it's like not making either of them wrong, right? Yeah. Like back to building a business that you love versus the one you think you should love. I think it's just knowing ourselves well enough to be like, okay, do I need a mentor or somebody to keep me on track here? Or do I need to set up my life with some systems or things that can keep me on track? Because there's mm -hmm. different ways you can go about it. Or have I not found my thing yet? Because yeah. that thing that will keep me on track, like I won't be able to look away from. Yeah. And you know, I start talking about this too, as I realize that all these things, and this goes back to emotion versus like looking at the, the facts originally wanted to be a major league baseball player. And then I wanted to be a sports anchor. And then I wanted to like, you know, I just always wanted to, to do the things that I really liked or loved. And what I saw is that my passion for those things dwindled because I now was forcing this to be my career. So for example, if you love something, taking the ice cream example, again, if you love ice cream, are you really going to love driving around a truck all day? Are you really going to love having to keep the ice cream cold during the hot days? Are you going to love sweating it out when it's a hot day? Like you really have to think about those things. And so like what I realized is even though I love baseball, I wouldn't have loved being on the road for six months out of the year and basically telling my future wife like, hey, you take care of the kids while I'm on the road for six months. Like that would have been horrible. So instead, I think that like the the thing that I really accidentally fell into was just that I saw real estate and Airbnb and I was like, I love this because I'm good at all these things. I'm good at systematizing things. I'm good at networking. I'm good at finding a deal. I'm good at running the numbers. I'm good at uh, raising money. I'm good at finding people that can fill in gaps that I don't feel like I'm good at or that I don't feel like I'm smart enough with. And, and so for that reason, like I've built a business around things that I'm really good at rather than things that I love. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it gives me the time to put time into the passions that I do love rather than making the passions the things that pay me. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's so important to figure out that balance for yourself, right? Yeah. Because again, everyone's going to have a different combination and you just have to sort out what that is for yourself to make sure, yeah. again, you have the life that you want, the business that you want versus what you think you should have. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think, especially when we talk about online businesses and helping people, I think a lot of people are like, you know, I love helping people. And that's awesome. But are you going to love if you're, if you're a health coach, for example, are you going to love when you're one-on-one -on -one coaching this person and they're just week in, week out, they're just not doing the work and you're 
having that tough conversation with them all the time and you just feel like you're blue in the face, like, are you going to like that feeling? If you are, then be that health coach. If you're not, I'm not saying don't be the health coach. I'm saying, how do you then turn that into something that you don't have to encounter that? If you're going to hate that, if you're going to do nothing but bring that to the dinner table with your family and complain about all your clients, then how do you do group coaching instead and give more responsibility to them rather than feeling like you're having to take all the weight and the responsibility yourself because you're one-on-one coaching them and they're not getting results. I think, again, it's just, we keep on centering back to like, what do you want your lifestyle to look like and what's going to feed you and make you happy? So like, if you're going to follow your passion and make it a business, just make sure that like, you understand you've gone through those scenarios in your head of like, if this happens, am I going to be happy? If this happens, am I going to be happy? But at the same time, I I also back up and say, don't overthink everything and just do it and figure it out along the way. So there's that fair balance, right? Absolutely. That's what I was going to say too. It's kind of like, don't let that stop you. Like try the things, do the things, and then trust yourself enough to clean it up and to sort out what you need to. You outsource what you suck at. That's what I say. Um, Or what you hate. I do not like communicating with guests on Airbnb. So literally I found that out within two months of being an Airbnb host. And I was like, who's really good and has more patience than me. (laughs) And I hired that person. And now when someone says, Hey, the ice maker isn't working, I don't get all furious and like get irritated. I have someone else that can take care of that, that has a lot more patience with those people. And so for that reason, I still love the business because Mm -hmm. I'm not having to deal with those issues. Yeah. Play to your strengths always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always. Thank you so much. Anything else you would like to add on these conversations? I just think that fearless investor is the name of my podcast. So, you know, just getting away from fear or if you are fearful, it better be in your rear view mirror and driving you to keep on pushing forward. I mean, and what I mean by that is, are you fearful that where your life is today is still going to be where you're at in five years and that should be pushing you. Uh, But don't let the fear of what if I fail? What if I succeed? Or, you know, what if I never try get in the way, just get out there and do it. Awesome. So tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. Yeah. uh, Fearlesskyle.com. The podcast is uh, Fearless Investor. So is the YouTube channel. And then on Instagram at Fearless Kyle. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is such an honor to be in your ears every single week. Make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. Will you also do me a quick favor and go leave us a review and rating? This will help more people to easily find this free show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift that you can make in your unique business to start making more money and impact, I would love nothing more than to help you. So go head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and book a free 30-minute discovery call. I would love to get some fresh eyes on your business and talk about how you can start making more money and an impact right now. So thanks again for being here and cannot wait to see you next week.